0: Welcome to Adjusted Reality, a podcast series trusted by the adjusted and brought to you by the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress, where we learn from athletes, celebrities, influencers, and healthcare professionals about how to optimize health in a fun, relatable way. Join me, Dr. Sherry McAllister, as I speak with former NFL athlete, DJ Townsel about yoga and the impact it can have on performance, recovery, and overall mental, physical, and emotional health. Derek, also known as DJ Townsel, is a n- former NFL athlete and now a highly sought after Orlando-based personal trainer, health coach, and yoga instructor. Born and raised in Miami, Florida, Derek was extremely athletic throughout his childhood and adolescence. His God-given talent, compelled with all of his hard work and tenacity, propelled him to a full scholarship, playing football at Murray State University as a four-year starter. And then... On to the NFL with the Houston Texans following his time with the Houston Texans, two other NFL organizations and two other professional leagues, AFL and CFL, Derek found his passion helping others realize their physical and mental potential through personal training. Inspired by amazing individuals on Instagram, Derek began practicing yoga in 2012 not entirely comfortable practicing in public at the time. Derek became a self-taught yogi in the middle of his living room. He followed online sessions and studied the physical, mental, and spiritual aspects and the history of yoga. Derek has now become an inspiration to thousands who didn't think a passion for fitness or yoga could be a possibility for them, particularly men and people of color. Derek is now a sought-after 200-hour certified yoga instructor, acrobatic yoga instructor, certified personal trainer, and level 2 WCO calisthenics instructor in Central Florida. Welcome to Adjusted Reality, DJ.
1: Thank you you so much for having me.
0: Well, this is a lot of fun because (laughs) you have really been at the total summit of being a professional athlete. And so many think about yoga, they think about doing it, but they never get fully immersed in it. So let's start with, at what point in your life did you find yoga and how actually did you find it?
1: Um, Found it on Instagram. And what got me started was, um, I've been an athlete all my life since the age of six. And it's funny because this is a, a podcast for chiropractors and their clients. And I was in need of chiropractic assistance at age 19. So I would have to go to the chiropractor twice a week in college to, because I would have back spasms and trouble walking. This was during football. So um, it's, I should have started yoga back then, but I didn't start until later on in life when um, uh, I was pretty much coming towards the end of my football career. And I realized like, I don't want to be in my 30s walking with you know, crutches or a cane or you know, any kind of assistance whatsoever. So I decided to take my future into my own hands and you know, do something that was more preventative and you know, that could you know, help me in the long run. So I started yoga, I started in my living room. I was following online classes for about six months, 20 minutes every day for six months until I felt comfortable enough to go out on my own and do it or take a class or anything like that. But yeah, I was pretty much in the back cave doing yoga.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love being in the back cage. Now, Now, for the NFL, we know, having spoken to several NFL players, that it is a very seriously tough situation on your body. Mm-hmm. And, for, for, <laughs> and your mind. Absolutely. And as you grow in the sport and you start taking the accumulation of the hits and mm-hmm. the very aggressive training that you have to go through mentally and physically to get to that mm-hmm. optimum performance, the impact that create that created on your body is immense. And can you kind of share with us a little bit about what your body went through in the training and then more about how yoga played a role in in your experience as you were training?
1: Um, well, the, the impact that football had on my body wasn't so much through, throughout the training as it was, you know, it's always the thing about football is, yeah, we spend so much time training, but it's always the split second moments in a game or in practice that really like harms your body. So like my first, I, I didn't have an injury until my senior year in college where I'm returning a kick and I'm pretty much trying to hit the sideline and go down the sideline. And I feel a pop in my quad and then like intense burning. So I had a second degree tear in my quad. So it's not, not the training that we get hurt from. It's those split second moments where you have to make a decision or, you know, you don't see a guy coming from your blind side. And that's when the injuries happen. And so that's, um, that's what we really have to watch out for. So not only is it harmful for your body, but you know, that constant, you know, head on the swivel is what we call it. When you always have to be looking side to side, that constant head on the swivel mentality messes with your mental as well. Because I mean, after a while, it's almost like PTSD is you you're always in, you know, you're always in fight mode. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I bet, so I bet not you on, are.
1: Yeah, so not only is it just you know harmful for the body, it's harmful for the mind. So um I, I started yoga, you know, in order to help with the the physical aspects of football, you know, making sure that I'm limber enough and that I'm agile enough. And you know, if I do take one of those split second hits or a split second speed cuts that my body is ready for it. But also um, the surprise that it was the, the surprise yoga had on me was that it calmed me down tremendously. Like I wasn't always in an aggressive mode, or I always wasn't you know ready to go. It it gave me a moment to calm down, which we don't get if you're not in the gym training. You're watching film twenty four seven, and you're you know practicing, and you're in games, and you're traveling, and you know if it's not that, then in the offseason you're some for some guys there you know in contract disputes and stuff like that so it's always 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 taking a toll on your body your mind your spirit so you know I still have guys that play in the NFL who ask me for advice about yoga and I always try to help them as much as I can and anybody else because we don't give ourselves you know this is not just professional athletes people we don't give ourselves time to relax to calm down to take a moment to clear the mind to not worry about you know what happened a few minutes ago or what deadlines we have coming up. We never focus on the right now.
0: It's so important as we create our adjusted reality, we're looking at ways to which we build our future. And we sit here today, trying to have that growth and perspective. And, and you and I had a, a funny little uh, talk before we started this podcast about where we are right now. Where are we right now? What's our GPS telling us? <laughs> and I-, I loved what you said about um, adjusting where you are because you've never been where you are right now. In fact, none of us have been. As we listen to this, it sounds esoteric, but we're all together right now listening um, or being part of this podcast. And, and many of us have never been in the place that we've been in. Especially during a pandemic, an opioid epidemic, and um, yeah. some of the mental health crisis that that we're that we're facing. So, as Derek, as as you look at the trauma physically, in that stop point where you go with, I want my my mental health to be strong and good. Share with us a little bit about your journey as you took on yoga, because I I have to say you know, you took on yoga very early as, as a, an athlete and you did hide it from many for a while. Like you were in, in the back <laughs> cave doing it. And there, there's yeah. a famous country song, you know, I was country before country wasn't even cool. So let's, oh, wow. let's talk about that journey of being in the practice of yoga and how you started feeling. And, and when did you decide, you know what, everybody needs to be doing this?
1: Um, so it was, it was, it was just what I needed physically and mentally. And, um, after I got comfortable doing it, you know, okay, I don't look like I don't completely like, I I look like I know kind of what I'm doing at this point. So I'll, you know, share it on Instagram and share it on Facebook and stuff like that. And it wasn't actually until my uncle passed away, who was a huge inspiration of my life. And he was a school teacher and, he touched so many lives and he lived this amazing life. He, you know, stepped on all seven continents and, you know, all these crazy things that we, we heard about him and saw him do. And, and I just saw the impact he had on his students and people around him. And, you know, it was just, you know, his life was just so full. And I wanted to be able to share that in my own way and um, no offense to teachers. I can't do it. i salute you all. Like, I, I I don't see how you don't, a child because I have four. (laughs) So thank you to the teachers.
0: Let's go back to your uncle. So your uncle is your inspiration. He's a fantastic teacher. And share with me a little more about that experience.
1: So once he passed away, I went to the funeral. Um, His funeral was November 2012. 2012. Yes november twenty twelve and literally when I got back from his funeral, I enrolled in yoga teacher training the next month and started you know my classes and everything. so I wanted to be able to follow his footsteps, but create my own footsteps as well so i just, I was like, okay, I saw what he did with teaching and how he made teaching fun for kids, and you know made so such an impact on so many people's lives. I want to be able to do that in my own way. so what can I offer the world? What is my purpose? um well I've been an athlete since I was six so uh one thing that a lot of um professional athletes don't get a chance to do is find their purpose because their day in and day out for so many years is sports so once they step out so once they step out of sports it's like okay what do I do next so it took a little bit of uh you know traumatic and tragic experience to find that purpose but I did and um I knew that I was passionate about fitness and being active and then finding this new path of yoga. It was like, I need to share that with whoever I can, however I can. So I started yoga teacher training.
0: <laughs> so important. What you just said is finding your, why, why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. Cause you can get wrapped up into a daily grind, the daily routine. Every day you wake up, you do it, you do it, you do it. You never question the why, why am I doing it? Is it making me happy? Is there opportunity for me to grow? Is there opportunity for me to be passionate about what I'm doing? Or am I just kind of like, eh? And then how do you give back? Because your uncle, who really did drive you into this fabulous profession, really was of service. He was a man that was going out and really sharing his experiences with everyone that he touched. And he clearly touched you, and now you're touching hundreds of thousands of people with what you reflect on now people that may not have thought about being physically active you know a lot of us think oh i'm not really good at this so i probably won't even try but i don't mm-hmm. think that's how you really dive into yoga so share with me now you start the learning process of yoga what kept you with it
1: um what kept me with it was seeing Uh, the change that it had in me and that's all I can really go off of I can't you know present yoga to somebody and, and gauge what my impact is based on how they feel about it so it was you know I just saw that you know my body felt amazing my mind felt clear my spirit felt full so it's like whether I inspire just one person I've done what I can So it's not it wasn't about, you know, can I reach millions or can I get on TV and do this or how many podcasts can I be on? It was more so about if I can change one person's life with yoga or with fitness or nutrition or, you know, just facing a fear or trying something new, then I've I've done my job. And.
0: You have definitely done your job. And, and for the podcast listeners, I would urge you to see some of the acrobatic yoga <laughs> that that he involves himself. It's beautiful. It's, it's art in motion. And I'd like to say that you take your physical and your mental well-being to a, a whole new level. And you did mention that yoga impacted you both physically, mentally, and in your performance. I think for most people to stick with something, they have to see results.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you saw them right away, I think, as you dive into, cause you're an athlete from, from baby up. Like there's some mm-hmm. of us that, that are listening, that are thinking, nah, you know what? The last time I went for a run was when someone was chasing me on the schoolyard. <laughs> and so, and that's okay, cause we all start from different places. But I want you to reflect on, as you start keeping with yoga, how did the changes in all of those areas start to really develop in your yoga? Was it like in the first week? Did you, did it just take time and effort? Tell me a little about that.
1: It took so much time. Those six months were in, like I said, it was six months, 20 minutes a day. So not six months, you know, once a week, it was every morning I was getting up because I was tired of my neck hurting in the morning and my back and my hips and, you know, my quads being tight. So it was just, it's, I I had to overcome that. I did not, I couldn't fathom a life of being, you know, in some sort of debilitated state or, you know, not being able to run like I know I can or jump or, you know, sit up straight (laughs) for that matter. So it was, it was just that need to want to be as healthy as I possibly can. And for anybody who, thinks that it's just, you know, it's, it's a quick fix or anything in life worth having is, it it takes time. So one of my favorite, and I don't know if I, this, I put this quote on my website and I don't know if it's something I thought up or saw somewhere and maybe it re, you know, came back up later on. But I always say that only consistency brings instant results because that's the world we live in. We live in a world where people want instant results, instant gratification. Well, you're not going to find that unless you put the work in.
0: Well said. Keeping with it, actually, mm-hmm. every day, 20 minutes a day, that's really the key. And mm-hmm. I know there were days where you got up and said, I don't want to do it, but you mm-hmm. still did it. Tell and me what, it doesn't what... have to
1: be. Go ahead. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be 20 minutes of strenuous yoga my sometimes there were days where maybe i trained so hard the day before that i didn't want to go through a full session so i did 20 minutes of meditation i did 20 minutes of child's pose i did you know something i my 20 minutes wasn't physical yoga all the time it was maybe sometimes 20 minutes of mental yoga 20 minutes of breathing like there's so many different limbs to yoga it's not just hey the poses you know it's meditation it's Your mindset it's your breathing it's your you know how you help other people that's a part of yoga as well that's what you learn when you take yoga teacher training and when you talk to these gurus and these shamans and everything they don't just talk about the physical aspect of yoga for a lot of gurus especially like in the east it's some of them don't do any physical yoga it's they can sit for hours and just breathe
0: Let's talk about that breathing. Cause it mm-hmm. is one of the key aspects. There's a new mm-hmm. coined term by chiropractors that is called the pandemic posture. Mm-hmm. And it's the rolled shoulders. It's the head down. It's the kind of depressed. When you think of someone who looks depressed pandemic mm-hmm. posture is that person. They just look mm-hmm. lethargic. They look tired. And as we know, in yoga, um, prana means breath and we want to mm-hmm. bring that breath out. Tell me one of your ways to which you find that deep belly breath. what What are the breathing techniques that you really enjoy that that can help you when maybe you're feeling really anxious and that moment where you just need to calm down?
1: A lot of the times it's when I first wake up, I just take a few deep breaths and it's and when I instruct it, it's always you know a three second inhale through the nose a uh, slight retention of the breath and then three second exhale out of the nose and mouth. And it's just that pranayama. That's what we call it in yoga. So it's just, open, not, and not just breathing the intention of the breath. So have an intention behind that breath, whether it's, you know, physically a breath that can help my back relax or, you know, relax the muscles in my neck or, you know, giving yourself a mantra or an affirmation while you breathe, like today's going to be a good day and exhale out any negative thoughts that you might have. It's, Always about the intention. That's everything. <laughs> everything we really should be about. It well intention.
0: summarized. Is is that when we lock our GPS in, we have to have an intention. What is our day going to look like? Because <laughs> exactly. if you don't set your intentions, how do you how do you know your GPS is actually on target, or are you just going for a and journey? <laughs> I,
1: I love that you said. Des- I love that you said GPS and and you didn't mention destination. You said what's your day going to look like? So not how okay. your day is going to end, but what are you going to do throughout the day? because we sometimes set that GPS and all we're focused on is the destination. So taking it back to yoga, if all I was focused on was getting to handstands, then my journey would have been so frustrating because it took months. It's, it's some, for some poses, I still don't have them down. So that's, this is now, I've been doing yoga for 10, almost 10 years. And there's some poses I still can't do. So if I was only focused on getting this pose, think of 10 years of waiting. That would be frustrating, so I don't focus on that.
0: <laughs> I'm excited to hear you say that because my journey started with my younger sister becoming a yoga instructor and you're mm-hmm. absolutely right, I did everything wrong. Uh, all I wanted to do was be, <laughs> I wanted to be doing the poses and looking the part and never mm-hmm. gave the spiritual or mental aspect much of, of, of Credence. And I, I think back now and it makes me smile because I, I get it now, I, I but mm-hmm. I must have been the worst student ever. When you get into the pose, the thing that I learned the most going through the different yoga poses is that Mm. it's not about the pose itself, but how it feels when you get into it. Can you elaborate on that? Because you do poses that are, I mean, when I showed my husband some of the pictures of the poses that you do, he said, is Mm -hmm. someone holding him up? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, and we laugh because because I'm sure that you take a step back and look at some of the the pictures that are done and think it it is almost gravitationally awesome
1: it is and I I, I admire seeing like people that I follow that do yoga people that I've done yoga with people that I've practiced and taught with my fiance like just seeing certain poses is just so beautiful because I know the work that it took to accomplish that pose. I know the work that it's taking to hold that pose. So it's not just the pose itself. I'm, I'm always thinking past it, like, wow, like, okay, so what did they do? What preemptive poses did they do to get ready for this? And what are they thinking in this? And, you know, I hope they're breathing because sometimes it's still shots. So you can't see if they're breathing or not. Sure. <laughs> so it's It's so much beyond just the, oh, you know, nice handstand. It's like, no, like there's so much strength and focus and flexibility and, you know, clearing up the mind and all of this into one pose that it's, it's just amazing to see.
0: Take me into one of your, what you would classify as one of your more difficult or challenging poses that you have to kind of work up into. And then tell me as you go through, it, what are some of the things that you have to keep in mind?
1: So my favorite thing to do, if you go on my Instagram are inversions, handstands, headstands. Uh, My favorite inversion is a scorpion handstand. So hands on the ground, feet are in the air, but your feet are curved over your back, almost touching your head. Impressive. So you look like you look like a scorpion. So the thing about that is that that was one of my, when I first saw that pose, I was like, I have to learn how to do that. And that's, you know, seeing poses like that and seeing women do poses like that was the so there weren't many male yogis that I was following when I first started yoga there weren't many male yogis on Instagram when I first started so all these poses and these amazing inspirations that I'm seeing were all women so I'm like I have like I have to learn how to do it and there's so much strength and flexibility and grace and when I'm in a pose like that it's not just like hey i'm in this pose it's like no okay now keep your hands engaged keep your arms engaged keep your elbows pointing back and you know keep your core engaged there's so much it, you're you're constantly scanning your mind and your body just up and down like a like a copy machine you're just it's just your focus is going just like this back and forth to make sure that you keep that pose so there it's you're never going to get into a pose and just like all right i'm here it's, it's
0: that's so important and for everybody doing uh, exercise and the potential to really go the next level, uh, say you're a sprinter right now and you wanna do a marathon, I think keeping that scan is a critical component mm-hmm. because you, without it, without scanning where you are now, oftentimes we do, we push the envelope a little too hard and that's where we hear popping and ripping and exactly. tearing and, and it sets you far back. And in your experience to date with yoga, When have you recognized you went too far?
1: (laughs) I tried a, I tried an arm balance where pretty much my hands are on the ground and my one leg is going to cross my triceps. So I have to bring my, essentially bring my shin up to my chest and rest it on my, my arms or my triceps. And I tried this um, back when I first started doing yoga. So 2012, 2013, and I saw one of my, people that I follow on Instagram doing, and I was like, let me try this, and didn't prep for it, didn't know exactly what I was supposed to do, what I was supposed to be engaging. I wasn't in uh, yoga teacher training then, so I didn't know about engagement and you know knowing what to do to take pressure off a knee, and I actually heard a pop in my knee, oh. and it scared the everything out of me. Yeah, I have <laughs> never, I've never had a knee injury, so that was one thing I was like, I always thought a knee injury might come in football. And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't have a knee injury from (laughs) yoga. I did
0: not just do this to myself. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And luckily it wasn't, it was, I think just a little bit too much pressure, but nothing crazy happened. But yeah, that was one of those moments where I was like, all right, never again. I would never go this far without knowing what I'm doing and knowing how to do it again.
0: Well said, very well said. I and I think those that are engaging in yoga and starting to do more complex poses are okay. reflective, hopefully, of that. Knowing just as you would, you you don't want to be popping your own back. Those chiropractors mm. that always have the patients that come in and say, "Is it okay for me to do this?" and then we all cringe and go, "Oh, oh, that yeah, you don't want to do that again." <laughs> <laughs> so That's we're, me. We're I'm having, sorry. we're having a little fun with it, but, but it is, and your, your understanding and your knowledge base really does play a role. And I'm, I'm glad that you shared that with us because so many start out thinking yoga is not for me. I'm not flexible. I'm, I'm really not that good at it, especially, and, and you said it really eloquently. There wasn't a lot of men doing it. And I will tell mm-hmm. you the yoga classes I join there's not a lot of men doing it. What's the psyche behind this for men? Is it, is it too feminine? What, what stops men from jumping into this world of yoga?
1: Um, I know when I first started doing yoga, that that's, that's the thing I got from guys was like, no, guys don't do yoga. That's not masculine. Like only girls do yoga. I'm like, so why wouldn't you want to be in the class then? <laughs> I, that's the, I mean, it, <laughs> Logically, if, if only women are doing yoga, uh, go to a yoga <laughs> class. Then there's 30 women doing yoga in the yoga class. But um, I it's more so not seeing it. So you know, a lot of people don't want to be the first man on the hill. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to be the first man over the hill. They don't want to be that one that's like, oh, you know, look at this guy doing yoga. It was like I don't really care about what people think. I did yoga because I needed yoga. So just sharing my practice. It was it was it started off as a visual journal for me. I just wanted to see, okay, after a couple years, let me go back and see what this looked like back then when I started. And, you know, lo and behold, men started following me and guys who were already doing yoga started following me. So it's like, okay, there's more out there than than I thought there were. But yeah, there's that mentality of, oh, it's not masculine enough. Well, like I said, the people I was following in the beginning were women and they were doing things that I couldn't do as an NFL player. So that shows just... So much strength and focus in and of itself. So, Ooh,
0: I, I, really I mean, like, t- I like what you said right there. There's a man out there listening right now, and he's he's afraid. He's afraid that mm. he's going to pop his knee. He's going to hurt his back, or he's just not going to be capable of doing this. What do you say to that man?
1: I was one of those people that was afraid of going because I wasn't. I don't like not looking like i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) and that's just that's the ego in me and i've dropped that since then but um don't be afraid to go to someone who knows what they're doing ask questions um i went online so i mean youtube was i felt like the best outlet for me or the best you know place for me to go to do yoga but Um, if you go to a class, ask the, let the teacher know, Hey, I'm a beginner could, you know, or if you have issues with knees or back, let the instructor know we are certified. We are taught to handle things like this. So if you ever go to a yoga class, first go to a yoga class, try it out before you write it off as a feminine practice or write it off as something you can't do because you're not whatever, which I'm sorry. I hate that excuse. I can't go, I can't do yoga cause I'm not flexible. It's like, that's like saying I can't exercise because I'm not in shape. That's the point.
0: <laughs> well said, well said, <laughs> you know, DJ there, there's a podcast guest we have uh, Dr. Chris Niebauer and he talks about the left and right brain and you just, mm-hmm. especially where the ego sits the left brain is gonna lie to you. It's gonna, it's gonna tag you as you're not gonna be cool. People are gonna think you're wimpy, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And the, the right brain is just take the experience in right now just allow it to be okay. Allow that right brain to flourish and be mm-hmm. someone that stands out in a crowd, capable, willing, and able to help someone else who might be suffering. And you know what I've learned through my, my younger sister in yoga is it's really for everyone. You don't have it to be is. doing a scorpion pose, although I would love to be able to do it. And when I do, I'm going to send you the picture. <laughs> but <laughs> what I what I think really resonates is. So you can take the challenge and i love that you said you know i got up every morning i i actually did my 20 minutes and it varied between what i was going to do but it can be for everyone and do you mm-hmm. feel that way as well
1: it's for everyone not can be mm-hmm. somebody people always ask like what do i what do i need to do yoga you need a body that's all you need beautiful if you have a body you can do yoga, I, and. Your body doesn't have to be 100% functional. You can, there's chair yoga, there's breathing, there's meditation. If you have a body, you can do yoga.
0: Technically, what you're saying is if you're listening to this podcast right now, we just adjusted your mm-hmm. reality. We say <laughs> that you are here with us, which means you can do yoga. It reminds Absolutely. you of Ratatouille. Everyone can cook, right? Can,
1: everyone can cook, exactly. <laughs> I love
0: it. And, and we're going to have a special guest coming on that is, is um, focused on meals that heal. So if you do happen mm. to have any issues coming with your yoga, at least you know you can cook too, to find the better right. place to I'd heal love. yourself. <laughs> I love it, all right. You've spent a great deal of time with us, greatly appreciated. I want you to, mm. to end with the three tips that you can give yeah. our audience who want to try yoga, but they're not sure where to start. Can you give them that GPS next moment?
1: Um, first thing, Google, we find, we use, think of how many times you use Google to look up the most random, absolutely nothing fact, or you're watching a TV show and you're like, did that really happen? Let me look up what year this happened. Type in yoga classes near me. Love That's it. all you have to do. Well, And said. if you don't do that, go on YouTube. The first thing I did was I went on YouTube and I typed in, this is exactly what I put Yoga class for beginners. That's all you have to do. Find a yoga, a place to do yoga, find a yoga class. Make sure that you go try it out. So, as much as I, you know, love the fact that I, you know, oh, I'm self taught and I did it in my living room and I did it through YouTube, I wish that I had gone to classes first because I would have, you know, I wouldn't have had that moment where I almost blew my knee out doing a <laughs> yoga pose. Yeah, I understand. And so, Go find a yoga class, Google yoga classes near me and go try it out. And the first class you go to might not be the place for you. It might not be the studio for you. So go to a few classes, find a place where you can go do it consistently. Uh, That's my first one. Second one, I think my my second one was if you have a body, you can do yoga. So that I I just want to. I like to debunk those excuses right there. <laughs> Excellent.
0: It is debunked here with DJ Townsel right there. You can do it.
1: My third one would be to be the light, whether you're the candle or the mirror that reflects it. So if you learn something, teach it to somebody else or you you know be the source of it, be the thing that reflects it. Just keep sharing knowledge, keep sharing experiences, share it with the next person. You don't know whose life you're going to impact. By sharing what you've learned, whether it's on the mat, whether it's off the mat, no matter what you're learning, share it with somebody, share an experience. We have such a, um, we're, especially now, um, we're just back and forth on every little issue and this is right. No, this is right. It's, we don't share each other's experiences. So once you experience something, you learn something, share it with the next person. Keep on spreading the light.
0: Love it absolutely have enjoyed your light, the ability for you to share with the adjusted reality audience so much of what brought you here as a high performing athlete and how easy it is to just start something. Thank you so much, DJ. We greatly appreciate you being able to add more light to our audience.
1: I truly appreciate you having me. Thank you so much.
0: I want to thank you for tuning in to Adjusted Reality as we spoke to DJ Townsel about how his football career turned into a path of helping others along their health and fitness journey through yoga and ultimately physical, mental, and emotional healing. Yoga is for everyone. Finding balance in a world of fast-paced influences, yoga gives you a chance to get in touch with yourself. And DJ said it best, share your experience with others as you never know the impact you in fact will have. This podcast was brought to you by the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress as a special gift for listening today. Visit F for cp.org slash health to get a copy of our mind body spirit ebook, which focuses on many ways to optimize your health and the ones you love without the use of drugs or surgery. Don't forget to subscribe. Share the podcast with family and friends, write and review. And if you're feeling so inspired to learn more about chiropractic or to find a doctor of chiropractic near you, visit f4cp.org slash find a doctor. We appreciate your support and look forward to checking in with you again soon.